Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Killer Horns, a little spooky true crime podcast for those people that really enjoy this kind of shit. So I've got a couple of things I want to say before I do actually start with the actual episode. Uh, one, I want to apologize for my lack of uploading. I don't have an excuse. <laughs> um, I was not feeling very well the other day. No, it's not the coronavirus, thankfully, but I did have a cold the other day, so I'm sort of not... 100% better from that. I still got a bit of a cough, but apart from that, I'm okay. Um, now I don't have an excuse because of everything that's going on to not upload. So hopefully my uploading schedule will be a little bit tighter in terms of uploading, hopefully. Um, also want to give a massive shout out to everybody who currently is still at work right now. Please, please be safe. Please look after yourself, do what you need to do, take the necessary precautions, all of that kind of stuff. To everybody now, unfortunately, losing their jobs, I'm so sorry. My partner is just unfortunately being made redundant. Um, so he's now currently trying to receive government, government benefits over here. So fingers crossed. Um, and to everybody who's, you know, now out of a job over here and everywhere else at this point, I'm so sorry. Um, hopefully things will be easier in terms of financially soon. Um, and to everybody in quarantine and self-isolation, hey, I'm so sorry. I hope you're really like looking after yourselves and you're not super bored. Um, might be a good time to start listening to podcasts or even make your own like I'm doing right now. So anywho, that's all of that out of the way. Um, this week is a true crime episode. Um, I was meant to be doing Jack the Ripper. Like I did say in my last episode, I was going to do Jack the Ripper, but decided because my last episode was so long, I might just make a small one this week in terms of true crime um just to sort of balance it out a little bit because I don't want to be spending the next 45 minutes talking only for it to go for an hour kind of thing um that's a long time to sit there and listen to something so I'll give you guys a short one this week and then next week we'll be back to the regular whatever I do in terms of time so this week like I said it's going to be a shorter episode uh this week I will be talking about Sal Minio. Uh, if that name doesn't sound familiar, you might have heard of him through Rebel Without a Cause, the James Dean film, or I did actually just remember he was mentioned briefly in the first season of American Horror Story on that like tour of Lost Souls uh, thing in the first season. Uh, he was mentioned there briefly, uh, sort of what happened to him and how he died. So... Because it's a little bit shorter, I'm going to do this on this week and then next week we'll be back to my regular schedule, like I said before. Sorry about repeating myself. So, breath tax, all that kind of good shit. Let's get going. So, Salminio was born on the 10th of January, 1939 to his parents, Salvatore and Josephine Minio. His mother enrolled him into dance lessons at a young age and also had a few roles in stage productions, including Tennessee Williams' The Rose Tattoo. As a teenager, he appeared on ABC's musical quiz program, Jukebox Jury, also made several television appearances before making his on-screen debut in a film called Six Bridges to Cross in 1955. He beat out Clint Eastwood for this role, which is insane. That's so cool. Uh, he also auditioned for the part of the private war of Major Benson as a cadet colonel opposite Charlton Heston, who was another big actor in that point in time. His breakthrough role, though, like I mentioned, was in Rebel Without a Cause in 95, in which he played a sensitive teenager named John Crawford, 
who was smitten with the main character, Jim Stark, who was played by James Dean, uh, resulted in a few Academy Award nominations for Best Supporting Actors, um, and his popularity bloomed from there. Um, he played a Mexican boy killed in World War II in the movie Giant in 1956, uh, although unfortunately he was ended up being typecast pretty quickly after those roles, so he ended up getting roles relatively the same and um, I think it weighed on him pretty heavily and he wasn't really a fan of that so I think he tried to step out of that and do something else with himself which led into 1957 he had a brief foray in pop music which cool I mean actor singer I mean how many of those have we got these days it's pretty cool I like that people branch out um you've seen people like Lady Gaga especially um, one of the more recent ones I can think of who was in American Horror Story, uh, just did A Star is Born a couple of years ago, so which is really cool. So it's not new, but it's cool to watch. Uh, he recorded a handful of songs plus an album. Two of his singles reached the top 40 in the United States, Billboard Hot 100. Uh, his most popular uh, Start Moving My Direction reached number nine on the Billboard pop chart and it sold over a million copies and was awarded a gold disc. So doing pretty well for himself, obviously. It seems to be kind of cool. Um, yeah. Uh, if you've ever seen Rebel Without a Cause, you might recognize this name, like I said, pretty quickly. Um, he has got an adorable face. Um, hopefully... You guys have seen that movie. If you haven't, I highly suggest watching that movie. As a massive James De- a James Dean man- fan myself, wow. Um, I I love James Dean. I love everything about him. I love his films. I love the way he is as a person. So, if you do go and watch this movie, you might not know about it yet. If you haven't seen it, go for it. It's a really good film. Uh, Sal met Jill Hayworth on the set of Exodus in 1960. Uh, and they were together on and off for a lot of years. Uh, they were at one point engaged to be married, but when Hayworth found out that he was having sex with men, she called off the engagement and everything. Mind you, they did actually stay quite good friends until Minio's death, but uh, a lot of people believed that Hayworth was just a close friend and was acting as a beard, quotation marks, to conceal his same-sex partners. Uh, while his autobiographer does state that they were very much a couple, very much good for each other, and that she is still one of his most important people in his life and was. Um, He discussed his bisexuality in an interview in 1970. At the time of his death, he was also in a six-year relationship with a male actor named Courtney Bird III. So a lot of speculation was rumoured in terms of his sexuality and, um, yeah, obviously he either was gay or he was bi. Not that it's a problem, but back then especially it wasn't exactly looked on in a positive light, so I can imagine it would have been fairly difficult for him at that point too. So let's get down to it. On the night of February 12th, 1976, Minio returned to home from a rehearsal from the play P.S. Your Cat is Dead. That's a hell of a name for a play, but I digress. After parking his car in the car park below his West Hollywood apartment, the 37-year-old was stabbed in the heart by a mugger who quickly fled the scene. Uh, 
Police pursued multiple leads but assumed the crime was to be a result of some sort of homosexual motivation. So in turn, really, it was a hate crime, realistically. I think that's what they assumed. In March of 1979, Lionel Ray Williams was sentenced to 57 years prison for killing Minio and for committing 10 robberies in the same area. Although considerably confused, um, witnesses weren't sure what they'd actually seen in the darkness that night. Williams also claimed that he had no, had no idea who Minio was in the first place. Corrections officer later said they'd overheard Williams admitting to the stabbing. And later on, Williams' wife had actually confirmed that the night that Minio died, his husband, her husband, sorry, had come home with blood on his shirt. He was paroled in the early 1990s, and Sal was buried at the Gate Heaven Cemetery in Hawthorne, New York. So, bit of a short one. Sorry about it. Um, that sounds very disingenuous. I'm really sorry about it. Uh, this week has been all topsy turvy with what's going on with the coronavirus. Um, uh, people are losing jobs all that kind of stuff so please 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 from the bottom of my heart please keep yourself safe look after yourself look after your loved ones do not do anything that's not necessary unless it becomes necessary Um, if you're working please be safe if you're not working I really hope things do get a bit better for you guys in terms of financially I know things are a bit of a struggle on my end with people like myself and my friends and family. Um, and yeah, look, just, just love everybody. Please like, please don't be awful. Be kind and, and look after yourselves. And to those working in emergency departments, you're incredible. Um, please look after yourselves. Don't burn yourself out. Um, and just, just look, just be kind, look after one another, look after yourselves. And hopefully we'll all get through all of this without it being, too much of a problem because this pandemic is insane so i love all of you everybody listening my friends the people around the world that are actually listening to me i love all of you from the bottom of my little heart please look after yourself and i will get back to you guys in terms of an episode next week um please just be safe (laughs) um i will talk to you guys next week i love all of you again i can't stop repeating myself Okay, goodbye.